Sleep is the single most effective way to reset our brains and our bodies each day. Sleep is a foundational element of the human biology and is a requirement for life. We spend roughly one third of our lives asleep. And there's a famous quote, happiness is nothing more than getting good sleep. However, sleep disturbance is common in the modern societies, with evidence showing that people sleep on average one and a half hours less than what they used to do a century ago. One third of the population suffers from sleep-related problems. And now we better understand the relationship between poor sleep and poor health, especially cardiovascular health. Just a couple of months ago, the American Heart Association added sleep to the essential pillars of cardiovascular health. And in this episode, we will discuss sleep and cardiovascular health. What is good sleep? What is bad sleep? What's the risk of poor sleep? And we will end with some advice on how to improve sleep for a better heart. Hello and welcome to CardioBuzz, your weekly cardiology podcast presented by Dr. Hussein Hishmat, professor of cardiology and interventional cardiologist. We bring you cardiology news, reviews, conference proceedings, and interviews with experts. First question here, is there a relationship between the number of hours slept and cardiovascular health? The answer is yes. We have clear data on this relationship. We know that sleeping for less than six hours a day is associated with 70% relative increase in the risk of mortality. Sleeping five hours or less per night results in 2.3-fold greater risk of myocardial infarction. Sleeping for less than four hours a day was associated with 2.8 times increase in mortality. Sleeping for nine hours or more was associated also with a 70% increase in mortality. So there is a U-shaped relationship. And the ideal duration of sleep is between 7 hours and 8 hours because this has been associated with the best survival. The American Heart Association added sleep duration as a metric to the formal definition of cardiovascular health. For sleeping between 7 hours and less than 9 hours, a person gets 100 points. Sleeping... 9 to 10 hours gets 90 points, which means 10 points less. Sleeping 6 to 7 hours gets 70 points. Sleeping between 5 to 6 hours or more than 10 hours gets 40 points. Sleeping between 4 hours and 5 hours gets 20 points. And sleeping less than 4 hours gets 0. Again, the ideal score is 100, which is getting 7 to 8 and less than 9 hours of sleep. Okay, so we have understood the impact of the number of hours slept on cardiovascular health. But what is the impact of poor sleep quality on cardiovascular health? We know that difficulty falling asleep, nightmares, easily awakening from sleep, use of sleeping pills, or waking up tired are all markers of poor sleep. We also know that poor sleep quality was associated with subclinical cardiovascular disease, increased risk of cardiovascular events, sleep apnea, where there's obstruction of the airway resulting in loud snoring and apnea, is a strong risk factor for resistant hypertension, heart failure, coronary disease, and atrial fibrillation. Okay, but what is the mechanism that links poor sleep to cardiovascular diseases? There are several potential mechanisms. During normal healthy sleep, blood pressure drops by around 10 to 20%. This is known as nocturnal dipping. This helps to unload the circulatory system and gives rest to the heart. 
Poor sleep, whether from insufficient hours or from poor sleep quality, is associated with non-dipping, meaning that a person's blood pressure doesn't go down at night. Studies have found that elevated nighttime blood pressure is related to cardiovascular health. Data show that lack of sleep can increase the sympathetic nervous system activity on the next day. It's not only hypertension, but sleep disruption is also associated with an increased risk of diabetes, coronary atherosclerosis, and myocardial infarction. Add to that the risk of obesity. We can remember that we are more likely to feel hungry and binge eat when we don't get enough sleep. Data show that lack of sleep can increase sympathetic nervous system activity on the next day. Sleep deprivation also results in an inflammatory state, increased salt intake, elevated cortisol levels, insulin resistance. These changes all culminate in poor cardiometabolic health, resulting in a cascade of cardiovascular diseases. All of these conditions are increased with sleeping less than 6 hours or sleeping more than 9 hours. It's a U-shaped relationship. Well, having 7 to 8 hours seems too general. Some people need less and some people need more. How can a person know his own ideal sleeping hours? The general rule is 7 to 8 hours of daily sleep. But because this can vary, you can measure your own needed sleep hours in this way. Try to go to bed at a time where you will fall asleep within about 15 minutes where you feel tired. And try to wake up without an alarm clock, feeling rested, and having enough energy to carry you through the day. On average, the amount of sleep that you get on that night is probably the right amount of sleep for you. Great, we've understood how to assess the number of hours and ideal sleeping hours, but how can we formally assess the quality of sleep? Just by asking about nightmares, difficulty falling asleep, sleep interruptions, easy arousing, we can roughly understand the quality of the sleep. We can do that more objectively by monitoring sleep. There are sophisticated tools, the polysomnogram, that we use to diagnose sleep apnea. There are also simpler tools on smartphones, smartwatches, and smart bands that can monitor our sleep. I personally use the Fitbit Charge that gives me daily my sleep duration. The application on the smart band analyzes the sleep cycles and stages, describes how long I was in deep sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, non-rapid eye movement sleep, and light sleep. Eventually, there's a score out of 100, which is the perfect score. If you score more than 80, it's good, more than 90 is excellent, etc. Then, what can we do to improve our sleep quality? Any helpful insights? Physicians should approach sleep as part of an overall healthy lifestyle. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine has some advice to promote healthy sleep, collectively known as sleep hygiene. Try to limit exposure to bright light in the evening. Keep a consistent bedtime. Try to get up at the same time every day, even on weekends or during vacations. Avoid caffeine late in the day. Create a calm, dark, quiet place for sleep. If you don't fall asleep after 20 minutes, then get out of bed. Go do a quiet activity without a lot of light exposure. Use your bedroom for sleep, not for TV watching, not for web surfing, not for texting and not even for reading. Avoid drinking alcohol after not getting enough sleep because alcohol intake with sleep deprivation tends to elevate the blood pressure on the next day. Don't go to bed unless you are sleepy. Don't eat a large meal before bedtime. 
If you are hungry at night, then try to eat a light, healthy snack. Some medications and dietary supplements as melatonin and receptor agonists improve the sleep quality in general. Melatonin receptor agonists are FDA-approved for treating insomnia. So the key points here, work on your sleep. It's good for the mental health, for your work, for your body weight, and also for your heart health. It's one of the essential pillars of cardiovascular health. And there's one nice Irish proverb that I like. A good laugh and long sleep are the best cures in the doctor's book. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cardio Buzz. If you like the content, please subscribe and like. Write in your comments if you do get enough sleep or not, especially during your night shifts. How do you improve your sleep? Do you talk to your patients about sleep and what do you think of the relation between sleep and cardiovascular health? See you next week.